Jadwick's Kilkenny and Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport. And on a very cold 11th of December, you're very welcome to Talk Sport here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Yes, we've not a lot of sport maybe going on, but we certainly have enough to keep you going during this particular programme. With Pride of Praise going to the James Stevens Intermediate Camogie team, they had a big win yesterday over Castlegar of Galway in uh, the All-Ireland semi-final, 110 to 8 points, match reports and interviews coming up in a couple of moments. Lots of other club results around the country today will be going to them also with you and uh, some very big games there. We were down in uh, the Pembroke Hotel during the week at the photographic exhibition. Some lovely photographs down there. It's part of the Yule Fest promoted by the um, County Council, and uh, it's part of that. So there's a lot of great photographs down there. I met up with a number of people down there during the week. I was also at the Kieran's and uh, St. Peter's game down in Wexford Park, down in uh, St. Peter's. We have um, updates from that as well. Kilkenny J Convention is on tomorrow night. I met up with Conor Deneef, the outgoing county secretary, and to chat about uh, events in Kilkenny. And indeed, the Cushton and Oak Convention was also held during the week, and I met the chairman of Cushton and Oak, uh, Willie Dempsey. We'll have rugby results for you. Uh, just very few hockey results. Their website is not much up to date, and we were struggling to get hold of somebody on the hockey side to help us there. I will have the racing from Cork Berries occupied this evening. Uh, we'll have soccer. We'll try and get a hold of Jim Cashin to talk about the World Cup. Um, basketball, well the Marble City Hawks had no game this weekend but they had a game last Thursday unfortunately it didn't go too well for them they were defeated in the Auckland Gales gym 78-37 by the Limerick Celtics and a great weekend for Kilkenny Athletics who were all part of the uh, Irish team uh, went over to um, over across to the European Championships we'll give you the uh, performance of Kilkenny Athletes later on in the programme now let's uh, just kill that team there now because it's uh, getting on my nerves I'm sure getting on your nerves as well let's start with the big Camogie game that took place down in the University of Limerick uh, yesterday where James Stevens, the uh, Leinster champions just fresh from their victory over Michael, they took on Castlegar of Galway very formidable opponents are Castlegar of Galway here's how the game went with our own Liam Kelly O'Rourke a very happy James Stevens man James Stevens secured their place in the All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie final on Saturday defeating Galway's Castlegar, won 10 to 8 points in the University of Limerick. But it was the Galway champions who started the brighter and took the lead inside the opening two minutes, as Emma Murphy swept up a pass from Alicia Broderick inside the James Stevens 45 and popped it over the bar. Both Alicia and Chloe Broderick's solo runs for Castlegar caused constant problems for James Stevens, and just moments in we saw a prime example, as an Alicia Broderick strike uh, dropped short onto Lucy McGrath's crossbar with the James Stevens goalkeeper not for the first time in this encounter dealing with the situation really well. James Stevens were on the scoreboard by the third minute as Neve Butler found Emma Minogue with a sweet pass just in from the sideline with Minogue raising a white flag and levelling the game at a point apiece after five minutes. James Stevens opened up a two-point lead by the eight minute with Sophie O'Dwyer on target from a free and from play to make it three points to one, with the wing forwards scoring seven points in total for the afternoon. The next score wasn't to come for another seven minutes, with Rooks a constant team in the centre of the field. When it did come though in the 14th minute, it wasn't without drama. Uh, another high ball on top of Lucy McGrath's crossbar saw the James Stevens goalkeeper jump into action once again, using the support of her backline to clear the ball. However, the danger wasn't fully alleviated, with Chloe Broderick sweeping up the ball, 
45 metres out from the village goal and popping it over the bar to make it three points to two. But no doubt the Galway side would have been thinking what could have been. James Stevens responded to that warning effectively with three consecutive points. Sophie O'Dwyer on target with all three scores to open up a six points to two advantage with eight minutes of the half remaining. Chloe Broderick once again, who put in a fabulous first half, replied with the final point of the opening 30 minutes with just moments to go, which meant at half-time it was John Scott's side who led by six points to three and perhaps could dare to dream of going to Crow Park next Saturday. Castlegar knew they were up against it and at the start of the second half brought a high tempo to the match and crucially this paid dividends on the scoreboard. A 20 metre free from Sophie O'Dwyer was cancelled out by a trio of scores from Chloe Broderick just from the sideline, Alicia Broderick just outside the D and a Quiva Callanan point 45 metres out from the James Stevens goal all meant the Kilkenny, side lead, the Kilkenny side's lead was cut to 8 points to 6 with 13 minutes to go. However, Castlegar's hopes were soon dented as Emma Minogue, Rachel Lahey and Michelle Tien all combined with Tien from the left wing putting the ball into the back of the Castlegar net with the most delicate touch of a hurl into the bottom corner. 1-8 to 6 points after 19 minutes of the second half and the James Stevens faithful in UL were already booking their tickets for the All-Ireland Final in Crow Park. But the Galway champions weren't down and out and straight from the puck out Chloe Broderick yet again went on a deadly solo run and rifled a shot at Lucy McGrath who stood tall and deflected it over the crossbar. An impressive save from an impressive goalkeeper. James Stevens, to their credit, managed the final 10 minutes professionally, but not without pressure, with both teams scoring two points apiece in that period. Castlegar hit balls constantly on the James Stevens half-back line, wishing, wishing and hoping for something to develop, but it wasn't to be for them, as they bowed out of the championship while James Stevens move on to their final hurdle, the big one, an All-Ireland final with Clondoff in Crow Park next Saturday. The full-time score from UL, James Stevens 110, Castlegar 8 points. And said with no little amount of glee by Liam Kelly O'Rourke, uh, son of James Stevens himself. And Liam will be uh, in Croke Park next Saturday for that game for Community Radio, Kilkenny City. And you can hear his uh, match reports and interviews on Sunday evening. And uh, of course, James Stevens go there with plenty of confidence. Well, Liam mentioned uh, the James Stevens goalie. I saw uh, some of the uh, match in here yesterday in the studio I was on for a musical sport I was watching somebody and Liam spoke to the James Stevens goalie Lucy McGrath and boy did she make some fantastic saves here's Liam's chat with Lucy Lucy McGrath one of the untold heroes out there today as, the, as James Stevens booked her place in the All-Ireland final how are you feeling? Silly question I know <laughs> Jeez I can't even um, describe it really it's I mean, it's kind of a dream come true, really. You know, this year was our was our goal to get back to the county final as we lost it last year. And, you know, that was our main focus for the year and everything has been a bonus since. But after winning the Leinster, you know, we really wanted to go to Crow Park and it was just everything we wanted. So, oh, stop, we're all over the moon right now. You had a very busy day today. You really had to be alert. Yeah, I did. I kind of, I was on my toes a lot now today, more kind of than other days, you know, with high balls dropping in. The sun obviously wasn't a help, but... Uh, do you know what? I great. I have great backs in front of me, and I I never panic too much when because I know the girls will always are a great line of defence before it comes into me first. Yeah, and Michael, the last day, and again today, there was periods, especially in the second half, where the Castlegar were pumping on the pressure, and every time the likes of Emma Minogue and Co, they had the answers. Oh yeah, completely. Like we've, we're a young team, yeah, but the experience we have for such a young team is 
is unmatched and the girls you know they're just such workhorses and all we do is work great work great work great so do you know what it not so much about the scores it's about the hooking and the blocking and getting back and do you know what? all the girls did that today and it paid off thank god and finally big week ahead um, i'm sure you might have a, a wee smile going to bed tonight but celebrations on hold until at least next saturday night yes yeah, celebrations will be on hold to next saturday night you know we don't want to do anything to jeopardize jeopardize next week but uh, we're all over the moon now and it's going to be a nice bus journey back to Kilkenny. <laughs> Lucy, very well done and a great individual performance and best of luck next week. Thanks a million. Thank yeah, that was Liam talking to um, Lucy McGrath. He also met up with the very experienced inter-county senior player, Neil Dealey. Neil Dealey, congratulations. A great win out there today. But look, it's onwards and upwards now to the final. Yeah, look, um, we got over the line there today, but sure, there's nothing won. Not Next weekend's a big one. Um, a game that wasn't probably the most glamorous, but a real gritty determined performance. No, absolutely not the most glamorous. We never really seem to make it glamorous. Um, but look, it's just getting over the line is the main thing. Um, if we do that next weekend, we won't care how we play. And how do you keep doing it? Because the standard, like Castlegar have shown today, is very high in this competition. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, we have great spirit in our team there. And I think every day we come out, it's it's more so our spirit and character that gets over the line mm. than our hurling early. But um, we're just great, great and determination. That's what yeah. got us there today. And then a big week ahead, finally. Yeah, big week ahead. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Best of luck. Thanks for talking to me. No Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was Liam talking to Neve Dealey, the experienced James Stevens players, and he finally met up with a very happy team manager, John Scott. John Scott, on the back of that All-Ireland semi-final, you must be a very proud man, but a man that knows there's more to do. Well, definitely more to do. That's why we just pulled them aside there and we just said, like, I know, look, we got over the line today, but there's still loads of improvement to do. Uh, we thought we fell apart, kind of like in the first 10 minutes of the second half. Uh, kind of lost our shape a little bit. But look, we stuck, and I, I think I said it to you last week, or two weeks ago, that just the spirit that this team have, to just keep on going and going and going and going, whether things are going right or not, they'll just keep on trying and trying and trying and look it did come good for him in the end and I'm just delighted for him to be in Crow Park next week You want him to win every game and preferably without any nerves being shot in the process but is, is it a good thing in fact that Castlegar did put up a challenge and it, it almost has you battle hardened for the final Oh yeah look we're after having I'd say four or five tough games every game that we played has been a battle mm. and Castlegar has been no different that was a massive massive test to us and just to come out on top even for that like I was just talking to their manager there like mm. look they gave it everything but it's just great it's just great for the girls mm. you must have a very hungry dressing room because in a club like James Stevens situation winning that county title was such a monumental moment to have the drive to keep going you know it says a lot about their character oh look uh, yeah the character is <laughs> you can, it's, it's unquestionable they just keep on going and going and going and even training my they just have to put in a huge effort training wise every single week they're there every two nights you know they're training and even we just said spoke to them there now about training and they want to go out tomorrow morning for a, a little run around good so stuff and, and tell me what was what got you over the line today what was the difference uh, look it was the goal I think we said well, the work rate I thought now uh, look I'd say we had just on the stats there a half time uh, you know, just on, on, tackling, on tackles alone in the first half to put in 43 tackles like if a hurling team was putting that in, they'd be talking about it for, for months. It's just phenomenal they're tackling and they're chasing down their hooks, their blocks. And look, their Castle Gar got a good few shots away, but they're still cha- challenging every single ball. Mm. 
Yeah, and finally then, John, you're no stranger to all Ireland finals. Managing a week like this is so crucial, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, look, it's great. Like this is, it's just all about man managing them now. And look, they won't be doing a whole lot now during the week. Uh, we'll meet up in the morning. We'll just probably do a few stretches and stuff like that. Like and maybe watch the foam roller. But during the week now, it's just about getting back their energy back up and heading for next for Cork on next Friday, next Saturday. Well, John, all the very best, and we'll be there to see it. All right, Thank you. Very much. Appreciate. Yeah, that was John Scott talking to our own Liam Kelly Rook. That game, as far as we know, is on at 4.15 in Croke Park next week. It will be preceded uh, by the, um, or sorry, followed by the uh, senior final. Now, Game Stevens will play Clonduff of Down. They got the better of Clan Morris of Kerry up in Kinnegad yesterday, 116 to 111, and that was after extra time. Obviously, don't know a lot about it. I know a lot of the Clan Morris team would have been most of the Kerry team, but Clonduff of Down probably have some of the strong players from the Down team in it. And Down would be very, very, very decent team in the, the uh, second uh, tier of the Camogie Senior Championship. So I'll say, Jane Stevens, I know they won't take it for granted. They have good people over the team. Apart from John Scott, they have a, a really who's who of uh, backroom personnel involved uh, with that team. And in the senior final afterwards, it's going to be the reigning champion, Sarsfields of Galway. They defeated St. Vincent's of Dublin yesterday. A very narrow game. That would be narrow result. 111 to 110. Vincent's will be disappointed. They will play Lockheed Shamrocks of Antrim. Lockheed Shamrocks playing in their first senior final. They defeated from an inch of Tipperary. 3-6 to 2-6 yesterday. A very, very tight game. Now, before we go to uh, our first break, let's go through some of the other results from uh, the weekend on the GA scene. In the Monster Club Senior Football Club final yesterday, played um, played down in Mallow. Cairns O'Reilly's of Kerry 2-6, Newcastle West of Limerick 1-8. That's a one-point win for Cairns O'Reilly's, their first Monster Junior title. And of course, Cairns O'Reilly's were the club champions of Kerry. They didn't win the senior final because divisional teams are in that. So a great result for Cairns O'Reilly and very well stretched all the way by Newcastle West. Uh, Tommy Walsh, uh, key in that game, got a, got a goal which was important. In the Ulster Senior Football Final today, I watched a fair bit of this game. Now you can make what you will of it. There was a lot of ball going back towards goalies and all that. But uh, Watty Graham's, Glenn Watty Graham's, great great name actually. We were talking to Pat and ourselves about that the other night. But they won one twelve to Kilcoo's one six. Kilcoo, the reigning Ulster and All Ireland champions, they're gone out of the championship now. And uh, Watty Graham's will keep the ball on the show on the road now. As far as I know, Kerns O'Reilly's yeah will now play um, Kilmacud Croaks. So Waddy Grahams will be taking on um, the Galway champions, I think it's Mike Cullen. So that's all coming up. In the Monster Junior football final today, well, there was really an ever, ever going to be one result here. Foss of Kerry 117, Kilmurray of Cork 1-6. And of the Foss of 117, Paddy and David Clifford scored 114. Well, look, if you have those two guys, imagine being a junior football cornerback and having to having to mark David Clifford. And that's to be no disrespectful to junior cornerbacks having been one of them for such a long period of time but coming up against the best uh, footballer of the year in the Monster Intermediate Football Final well Kerry made a clean sweep of successes because they also their representatives Ratmore they also scored 117 and they defeated Napiershik of Limerick uh, 10 by uh, 117 to 10 points well a little bit of history was made yesterday and a little bit of nostalgia as well as Bray Emmett defeated Trim of Meat 17 points to 11 in the Leinster Intermediate Club hurling final Trim of you know had defeated Dan Sport of Kilkenny earlier and for Bray Emmett, of course, the uh, home of John Henderson, his two lads on the team, a star performance from uh, Christy Moorhouse, the Wicklow Intercounty Hurler. And uh, I have some good friends up there as well. And uh, those of you in Kilkenny who will know Jackie Napier, and he comes to many, many a Kilkenny match and knows his hurling like inside out, it will have been a great day for Jackie yesterday. And uh, they will now actually play, um, Bray Emmett's end up playing actually Mona Lee of Limerick, the, the Munster champions, 
they play that next weekend actually in the All Ireland semi final. And the other semi final is last year's uh, finalists. No, not the Turina Mayo got beaten in the semi final last year, but they're all they're playing in the semi final next week against Leitrim of Down. Expect Turin possibly to get over that one in the Monster Junior hurling final. A cracker of a game down in Wexford Park, down in Wexford actually. At the Wexford Centre of Excellence in Ferns, it was Horswood of Wexford one eighteen. Commercials of Dublin three eleven. A one point win there for Horswood. Commercials of Dublin had defeated Blacks and Whites, and that means next weekend the big game will be Bally Giblin of Cork versus Horswood. Now, those of you will remember Bally Giblin were defeated by Moonkine, and you're probably saying how are they still in the championship? But Cork restructured their junior this year. Bally Giblin are now in Premier Junior, they call it, and Cork nominated that great to represent him in junior hurling. So it's probably fair to say that. Cork's representatives at junior hurling will be a lot stronger from here on in. And really, this is a very lopsided draw because in the other semi-finalists, Eski of Sligo versus Kilburton Gales of London. Or Britain, in fact, London. But um, that's, So that's the way that's going to, going to go. In the All-Ireland Ladies Club just final yesterday, uh, Kilcurran Clonburn of Galway, the reigning champions, defeated Dunamine of Monaghan 13 points to 7. And disappointment for Mullinahone of Tipperary in the intermediate final. And Mullinahone had a number of uh, wine gap players on that team, but they were defeated by Longford Slashers 4-11-2-2-8. In colleges uh, hurling, on Saturday, Offaly Schools 3-25, North Dublin Schools 11 points. Offaly comfortably through to head the uh, group teams. They will now play St. Peter's of Wexford in the quarter-final with the winners taking on good counsel. And, of course, Kieran's play Colossian in the other semi-final. Those games are scheduled for around uh, the 24th of January. We'll take a break and be back with more after this. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening TalkSport on CRKC 88.7 FM. And you're very welcome back to TalkSport here on this Sunday evening. Well, a great day for Kilkenny City Harriers at the European Athletics Cross-Country Championships in Turin initially. Hannah Kyo started the day with a strong run in the under-20 women's finishing second, 72nd. Shea McAvoy had a huge run for the men's under-23 team. He finished in 14th, with the Athletics Ireland team finishing third. A.B. Richardson was up next for the senior women, and she paced the event very well, coming through the crowds to finish 46th, with the team also earning a, pr- a team bronze. Last but not least, Peter Lynch stormed through the field to finish 15th in the senior men's race. So what a day for the club, for Floor Athletics, one coach, Neil Richardson, and representing club and county. Two bronze medals and two top 15s in Europe. So we send our congratulations to the Irish team, but especially to the representatives from Kilkenny City Harriers. I'm sure uh, Liam Kelly O'Rourke will have, um, we'll be talking more about that uh, next weekend on uh, Sunday Music and Sport, I've no doubt about it. Okay, during the week, an exhibition uh, opened down at the Pembroke Hotel, a photographic exhibition of Kilkenny, J and Camogie over the last, over many, many years. Probably photographs have been there for some time. From the well-known uh, photographic studio, Info, owned by Billy Stickland. I went along there and spoke to some of the people involved in the event. First, I met up with Eddie Kerr. Um, Eddie Kerr, when you were actually reminiscing about your own getting your interest, you mentioned the, the, the men of 1947, and I suppose in many ways we were inspired by those who came before us, and uh, you put it very eloquently tonight. Yeah, we were. I, I, I mentioned briefly, Nicky, when I was a six-year-old and we were going out hurling on the square in Innistig, I always had to be Jim Langton. Other lads would be Jack Mulcahy, someone else would be Terry Lai, Paddy Grace. And that's, that's the inspiration we got. And we wanted to be like them. 
So that was the inspiration I spoke about at, at the event here. Isn't it wonderful to see these pictures here because, joking with Noel Skeen, I said they're museum pieces now because that's ultimately where they actually end up, probably in museums around the country. But it's great that the exploits of the, and the achievements of players of the past, you included, are up there for people to see and for their families, but also for following people who will be doing research and who just want to see the photographs of people, great hurlers of the past and camogie players. Yeah, there's wonderful scenes here. I, I saw very few of these before, and it's great that, they, that they're now recorded, and I think they'll be a great talking piece for, and, and if you have them up in pubs or restaurants or hotels or businesses, and it is wonderful to have them because they're very unique photos, most of them that people wouldn't have seen before, of hurling and camogie. Of course we should remember Billy Strickland took a lot of these back in the 70s and 80s and we didn't have digital photography then so it was a more challenging environment in which to produce these photographs. Now digital photographs they can, they can do them so quickly, so automatically so that one must applaud the quality of the photography here for a real professional like Billy Strickland. Absolutely, I was talking to Billy about that and the changes over the years since he started and the technology that's there at the moment. You know, it's a huge change and you'd have to admire those guys that did it 40 years, 50 years ago. I, I presume you remember when I was talking to him about the old, the first television matches, Monster Final in Cork. They had a big reel and they had to express that up to Croke Park for the Sunday game or up to the RT studios. So things have moved on. And it's great that the quality of photography is being maintained, isn't it? I know you weren't conscious when you were playing, no more than myself, but, I mean, the photographer is just there to watch every moment, to capture that particular moment. And I suppose when the game is over and long after the game is over, when you see some of the things maybe individual players have done, yourself included, it does bring back good memories and maybe in some cases not so good memories. Yeah, yeah, we don't like to see the ones where we're beaten, but uh, celebrating and enjoying a victory, there's nothing like it. And as, as you put there, Nicky, I think when we were playing ourselves, we enjoyed the moment, but then it was the next game you were looking forward to. But now at this stage, in this age of our lives, it's great to be able to look back on those photographs and you enjoy them more now at this time. Yeah, thanks, Eddie, and thank, great to have you here tonight. Thanks. Yeah, that was Eddie Carey. I also met up with Noel Skeen. But before we go to Noel, just to let you know that uh, I, I should have said it earlier, we have a couple of yearbooks to give away as a prize on tonight's programme. So text yearbook to 86 353 and we'll try and get two winners between now and 7 o'clock. 86 353 Type year, yearbook to that number, your name and your phone number, and uh, we'll see what happens. This is Noel Skeen. Uh, Noel Skeen, after all these years, Noel, you're still adorning the sideboards and the walls here of Kilkenny. Sure, look, Noel, it's nice to look back on great memories and good times. Yeah, sure it is, Nicky. Yeah, it's fantastic to see all the photographs here. Yeah, it's only when you go around and look at them, like, you know, it draws back the memories then, all right, like, you know. We won't say anything about aging, but how's ever? They, they look good. It's a fantastic amount of photographs to see them all together, like, it's unreal. I couldn't believe it. And it is, I suppose, for, you know, you've had your photograph taken many times, thankfully I did as well for good occasions. But it's nice to think of the professionalism of people like Billy Stickland, because those photographs last forever, really, Noel, and they'll be, long after we're gone, there oh, will be yeah. people able to see them. Oh, sure, a lifetime, Nicky, yeah. And uh, it's part of life, too, when you look back on it from, from the time that, well, I started and up to now, like, and to look back at all the photographs. I would bring back memories, like, to be honest about it, like, you know, I would. And uh, the professionalism of Billy, 
uh, it's unreal, like, you know, to see the fantastic job he has done there, like. And uh, I don't know what to say about it, but he, he was a man that put a lot into it. And to see these photographs this evening would, you know, I'd say I'm sure he gets a lot of pride from looking at him as well. Now, we look at him, but we just pass on, we see it, and to bring back a memory to you. But for him, it was the four, all the photographs he had taken, like, down through the years and how good they were, which is a different story, like, you know. And to look at when you were playing, you were never conscious that there was a photograph being taken, but no. it was only afterwards when the incident was recalled. I mean, someone alluded to the famous Apple incident in <laughs> 1982, which I remember well, it involved yeah. actually a Cunningham man thrown in the Apple, actually. But memories like that, they live as a bit of, a, look, a great bit of addition to the winning the game. Ah, they would, of course they would. She remembers well as I do, like, when you're hurling, and when you're playing the game, you're not taking the photographs or photographers or anything like that. But when you look back on them then and you see it, you know, in a week or a month or a years to come, it would bring back the memory of TRH, yeah, for sure, yeah. And I suppose those photographs continue today that with Billy has James Cromley with him and we also have, uh, obviously, Ray McManus and his team. We're yeah. very fortunate that uh, so much of what happens in the GA is captured on film and very important, as I said, for, for archives, for historical stuff and for people's own personal collections. Yeah, well, sure. We, we, we take a museums and all of that now, Nicky, are made up of all of these photographs. And I suppose Crow Park is full of photographs, then of the museum and all of that, like, you know. And without the photographs, it's not really a very attractive museum. But, uh, well, to look at the camogie now and the hurling here, and going back to this, I'm going back now to, we said, the 70s, and I see them all there, and it really back the memory. You know, to do something to your memory to remind you of, well, I know the apple, yeah, but... Uh, Papi Spazzi mentioned the apple, but I was ever. But no, I, I didn't eat it all, Nicky, either. Like, know that. Yeah, but just, bloody help but just, just to finish, Noel, <laughs> isn't it nice to think that we all end up in the museum eventually? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nicky, you're being hard here. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm getting a bit worried at this stage. <laughs> Thanks, Noel. Right, Nicky. Yes, we sure do. We're all a museum piece now, maybe at this stage. Look, we met up with some, some fabulous camogie players as well, stars of the past, and they're still going so strong in so many other ways. Well, there's no better place to start than with the Queens of Camogie. Bridie McGarry, uh, you're here with Tracy Malaya, Angela Downey and Anne Downey here. I suppose photographs bring back memories really at this stage, don't they? Absolutely, Nicky. Uh, it's a great occasion and the photographs here are absolutely fabulous of the GAA and Camogie uh, games and pictures over the years. In relation to uh, a photograph I'm in myself, it's actually 37 years ago, which really brings back memories. It was the first year I captained Kilkenny to an All-Ireland final, to a victory. And uh, there's a lovely photograph there and it's, it's really delightful to see all the the various occasions on the pitch. And Tracy May, did you ever think that after all these years your photograph would be still up on the wall here displayed in Kilkenny? Never. I always think Sinead is always up on the wall, not me, Nicky. But look, it's lovely to be involved in it. And when you see all the pictures and, and the girls and Angela and Bridie, like the memories just come flooding back. But look, fortunately for us, it's great memories. It's lovely. And there's another picture here tonight with Eddie and Dad is actually in the background of one of the pictures, which is really lovely to see as well. So it's, um, it's great. It's all, um, it's fabulous. It's a fabulous occasion for this sport for Kilkenny Camogie and for the hurling. 
Well, when Eddie Kerr was talking there, I'm talking to Anne and Angela now, he mentioned 1947, and of course, uh, Shem Downey was part of that scene, so little did Shem think he was, uh, the guy he was maybe making so passionate about hurling was Eddie Kerr, and look what he went on to achieve. I think uh, Shem Downey would be very proud to hear uh, Eddie saying that tonight. I'm sure he would. I mean, he loved the hurling, and obviously, he really loved the camogie. I mean, when we got into it, he brought us every place, regardless of where the matches were. It was a Sunday outing for the full family, either to Wexford or Dublin or wherever. You know, it was great times, absolutely great times. And Angie, after all these years to see your photographs up on the wall there, actually, it was very appropriate that the Lions Club should have a photographic exhibition of GA and camogie and hurling and that, because nothing goes better in Kilkenny than those people looking back over the years. Absolutely, yeah. It's great to see them teaming up with the Lions Club doing great work for very worthy causes and I mean a photograph that goes on the wall will be there for years to come and people next generations hopefully to, to look back and admire. Well another reminder of great days in the past and oh thankfully they're continuing with Camogie as we're the reigning All-Ireland champions but it's great to look back and I'm sure in your own way for both yourself and Anne very personal memories. Absolutely and it's great to see the strides that Camogie has made since Anne and myself were playing on a 12-a-side on a very small, I think Conor Houlihan described it as a, a chicken run uh, after one All-Ireland and to see the level of skill and athleticism and strength and conditioning and everything on display like and a marvellous, marvellous win this year so please God, fingers crossed, it's, it's uh, the start of great more, great things to come. Thanks very much. Thanks Nicky. Okay. Well, that whole, this whole exhibition, photographic exhibition, which is still going on, by the way, in the Pembroke Hotel, you can pop in there. And uh, photographs are for sale if you'd like to buy some of them, but it's been uh, hosted by uh, John Ryan in the Pembroke Hotel. It's been set up by the County Council in conjunction with the Lions Club as part of their Christmas appeal. And Councillor Pat Fitzpatrick, Chair of the Council, spoke to me about it as well. Pat Fitzpatrick, you uh, were one of the speakers here in opening this exhibition tonight. I suppose in many ways it's part of the Lions Club Christmas appeal, but what a, a more appropriate relationship and a more appropriate partner at uh, the GA, they couldn't have picked a better one. Oh, listen, you couldn't picture the GA and the Camogies in every house and every parish and every community group. Couldn't have been picked, picked a better to ha have this exhibition. It's been put together by Marion and her team. It's magnificent. But it's also great to go back down memory lane and remember some of the, as I said earlier, Noel Skeen and Eddie Kerr and the Downies and Tracy Millay and again, all the other greats, including yourself, Nicky, that played the game and brought us such memories. And it's to see the phot photographs and even to go back and even see the day that Tommy Walsh had the blood flowing down his head you know again a great memory but this is a marvellous evening see again yourselves and other stars that have turned out and see their families here this evening Eddie Caron his family is here a nephew of Paddy Cunningham a nephew of Frank Cummins is here this evening Jimmy Welch the GA uh, chairman uh, probably in one of his last official functions so it's really really great for us in Kilkenny County Council to be associated with this and to be associated with the wonderful work that the Lions Club is doing. They have, you know, raised over 800,000 over the last number of years in County Kilkenny by the goodness and kindness of ordinary local people supporting the Lions Club. Okay, thanks Pat. And Carmel Slater is the president of the Lions Club. I'm talking to a Carmel Slater, the president of the uh, Kilkenny Lions Club, a native of Ballyhale and a more appropriate partnership you couldn't have between the GA and the Kilkenny Lions Club who are in a major fundraising drive as they are every year this time of the year so Carmel uh, you're delighted to be part of this year and part of the Lions Club promoting this exhibition here tonight 
Yes, indeed I am. And this forms uh, part of our Christmas hamper 2022 Spirit of Christmas uh, appeal. And I'd like to thank everybody in Kilkenny City and County for all their donations to date and in, including the Lions Club auction appeal that's on the radio and for the last couple of days and all the people that are donating here tonight and all the people that are going to buy all these fabulous photographs of all the iconic men and women that played hurling and camogie for Kilkenny. They're beautiful photographs, if I say so myself, and uh, Marion Flannery and her team have done a wonderful job putting them together with uh, Billy Sickland in the photo. They surely have, and I'd like to thank Marion and her team and the Pembroke Hotel for this array of fabulous photographs of all the fabulous men and women of Kilkenny City and County. Thanks, Carmel. Well, the photographer who took all the photographs was uh, Billy Stickland, our member of his team, and I spoke to Billy also. Well, Billy Stickland, uh, you spoke very passionately, Billy. You were engaged with the Kilkenny County Council to Marion Flannery, the event organiser, and I suppose I'd heard about this exhibition maybe two years ago, but COVID put pay to it. But I suppose it is a, a natural partnership for anybody in a fundraising to partner with the GA and uh, info photography has been around for a long time and we can see the quality of your work and thankfully there's one or two that have been here myself. You, Billy, have great memories of your time on the sideline taking these photographs. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I, was a, I wouldn't have come from a traditional GA background, but hurling and camogie have, I just think they're an amazing game. And uh, the way the play goes from end to end and the crowds engage for the whole match and stuff yeah no it's uh, as I said uh, in, the, in my talk there that it is one of the best games on the planet and there's no doubt about it back when you were taking those photos unlike today where there is digital photography photographs are taken instantly uploaded from the sideline onto online publications you took all those with a very different and older technology village there's been some change in that whole area hasn't there yeah it's been ridiculous and uh, to illustrate that when we were uh, trying to find a, a picture of Eddie Kerr who's obviously you know a legend uh, very difficult to find it right but if you look on our site we have I think and this is precise, uh, 1,902 pictures of Henry Shefflin. Um, and in the old days, we would have been there shooting rolls of film, going back to the office, processing them. And as you say, nowadays, equipment's so good, you know, cables and sending it, you know. So we, we would have, from an All-Ireland final, maybe 1,000 pictures, whereas back when I started, 82, 83, we might have had 20, you know, so it has changed dramatically. And in terms of photographing hurlers versus other sports like soccer or horse racing, whatever it might be, talk to me of the challenges that it creates for you as a professional photographer. It sort of falls into place with hurling because it has all the potential for good photographs, right? And, and I know that uh, I've talked to photographers who don't come from this country and they're saying, wow, I'd love to photograph hurling. But as you know, like, it actually happens as clash of the ash there's you know running through there's just everything's in there right so from a photographic point of view it's it's a privilege to do it Billy, look, great to meet you here tonight and well done in your great work and great to see it being displayed and to look photographs are there forever aren't they yeah well the, the thing about this is to be involved in something like this which is an exhibition as opposed to the everyday stuff about providing stuff for the newspapers it's amazing to be able to you know, plan, put up photographs, and then people can have a look at them. So I'm, I'm really happy. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for talking. Thanks, Nicky. Yeah, that's Billy Stickland. And as I said, that exhibition is still going on down in the Pembroke Hotel. Do pop in if you're in Kilkenny. We'll take a break and we'll be back shortly. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday Evening Talk Sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. 
And you're very welcome back to the last section of the programme. We're running out of time. In fact, some of the items I said at the start, I just won't get to them. Jim Cashin, if you're listening to me, I won't get to you, Jim. Apologies for that. Kilkenny Convention is on tomorrow night. I met up with the outgoing county secretary yesterday to chat about uh, events or on Friday evening, actually. Here's how our chat went. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by the outgoing uh, County Board Secretary of Kilkenny GA, Conor Renief. And uh, Conor, it's hard to imagine, Conor, you're coming to the end of your five years. Your last report has been filed and will be discussed on Monday night. Where's the five years gone? Hard to credit, all right, Nicky. It seems like only yesterday. And at the same time, in time, an awful lot of things have happened during the five years. And I suppose COVID took a big chunk in the middle of it as well for a year, year and a half. You hadn't banked on that one, Conor, and it uh, certainly discommoded a lot of things, didn't it? It certainly did, Nicky, and, and, and uh, none of us had uh, changed it changed life for an awful lot of people, and it was very serious, and, and people who passed away, and that's very sad for the families involved. But I suppose in GEA terms, it also showed the strength of the GEA uh, nationally, uh, the work they did in their local communities during COVID, supporting vulnerable people in, in their communities and making sure they were OK and looking after things like shopping and uh, maybe fuel and pensions and things like that. So I suppose it showed a very positive side of the GA in a sense. Very much so, no, it's true for you there, Connor. But of course, when we were playing matches here, there had to be curtailment and end. access was and was uh, not available to an awful lot of people. That was a very difficult time because uh, I'm sure there were people who thought they might uh, try and get into games, but you had to observe regulations in a very strict manner. That was just the way it was. It was, Nicky. And, and to be fair to, to the vast majority of supporters and all our clubs, they, they, they played uh, ball with us and cooperated fully uh, where the series obviously the odd person was discommoded that they couldn't attend but look at that was just the way it was for, for that time Very much so Connor. we've come through an incredibly successful period over many years here in Kilkenny over the last uh, two, two decades or more but in more recent times it's been less successful so does that place uh, extra pressure on, on officers of the county board because while, while you, you just can't press a button and make teams successful but nevertheless it probably makes it a bit more challenging when we don't have success landed to us as we had so much during the last couple of decades it, There was Nicky and, and I suppose you could make the case that the last couple of decades were, were the exception that the, the norm Very true yeah. two, two or three All-Irelands in a decade would make would would count as a very good and successful decade for the county. But, um, OK, we didn't win a senior all in the last uh, five years during our time in office, but the under-20 was a huge success, and I think it, it's a good omen for the future. And there were league success, and there was a Leinster... Uh, senior titles won as well you know Isn't it amazing the way we have gone almost trying to dismissing successes like that for other counties would make a big deal out of them maybe it's a, it's maybe it's a touch of arrogance on maybe my part as much as anybody else but it's the way maybe we think in Kilkenny It, it is Nicky and maybe it's no harm to think that way and say look for set high standards and try try to achieve them but uh, we were probably we were probably spoiled and we were very lucky in a sense we lived through um, the, probably the most fantastic 10, 15 years of, of Kilkenny Hurling that there has ever been and probably ever will be. Had you alluded to the 20 success, which was fantastic, but probably as a county, we now need to be doing something at minor level. It's 2014, and, and while winning all Ireland's as Galway only too well, won't guarantee you any senior success. Nevertheless, it uh, it does set a pattern, though, going forward. It, it does, Nicky, and, and um, you know, the project, coaching project is underway. I hope we'll lift all of our, our development squads 
uh, and work at underage level, sub senior, if you like, and hopefully that will pay dividends for us in the future. Connor, in the last year we had a very unusual scenario, a historical scenario of a Kilkenny man going up on the Hogan stand to collect an All Ireland football trophy. Now we know it was a, a, a third grade competition, and we 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 still respected the thing, and the effort that was in was great. But it was a good thing to see a Kilkenny guy going up in the steps and creating history, winning an All-Ireland Cup on a very good day when Kerry and Dublin were there as well. So the occasion just wasn't in some back pit somewhere. It was, Nicky. It was a fantastic day out. And if you saw the, the reaction of the players after the game and the dressing room and that afterwards, it meant so much to them. Uh, to people as well in the back room, Christy Welsh, um, like Tom Riley and, and Pat Mulrooney and others who, who have worked away at football for many years without a, a huge degree of success. And, and you know, there's a number of players there as well who have given Kilkenny great service on the football front. And after the game, you probably saw it as well, Nicky, the players went on a lap of honour and they got a fantastic response from the crowd who were in for the senior game. Yeah, and I was so, there in it. It was, it was something that yeah. I, I personally always remember because, uh, you know, my former life in football here, it's uh, something I cherish very much. You note in your report, Connor, uh, the whole issue of regraded players involved with multiple teams and the challenge that creates for fixture makers. You might just elaborate on that. I, 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 yeah, sure, Nicky. I, obviously, we try to help our clubs as much as we can in regrading players to ensure that they can field second or third teams uh, and give as much hurling as possible to players who are only maybe going to make those teams in the club and mightn't have sufficient numbers. Uh, so, therefore, we regret enough to make sure that they can field those teams. But the the opposite side of that kind, if you like, is that those players then who regraded might possibly be playing on, on two teams in the club. And sometimes for, from a fixture point of view, it's just not possible to separate out the games uh, by a week's length. It could possibly have to line out for both on the same weekend or on successive days. So I suppose that's the downside of something that we're trying to do to help clubs. Now, Connor, over the past year in particular, there's been the whole issue of discipline has been very much to the forefront and at the upcoming Congress, or even the other day, there's, there's a lot more regulations coming in now. But I, thankfully, it's not really been a big issue in Kilkenny. No, Nicky, it's, it's not. And, and you're right, thankfully, it's not. But um, there is the occasional time when people get carried away in the sideline and say things or to referees or whatever, which they shouldn't do. And these are dealt with by our, our CCC to take them very seriously because, you know, no referees mean no games. So it's a very important that they give respect, get respect. Initiative is an important one. And of course, during the year, we had the Referees National Respect Day, which we observed here in Nolan Park. The referees were our guests on the day. And we had some juvenile referees uh, at half time as well. Uh, refereeing uh, goal games. Connor, you alluded to there a moment ago and I was going to ask you about it, the upcoming uh, new appointments. When will they take place, Connor? And, and I know it was originally one appointment, but I think it's now going to be two, maybe part-time appointments, but you can clarify that. When will those appointments be made and, and what will the role of these two uh, individuals be? Yeah, I don't say too much, because there's nothing agreed at this stage yet. It's processes still under underway. But uh, there possibly will be two individuals, um, one maybe dealing with athletic, the athletic development, if you like, and the other dealing more so with, with, with the coaching. But I would hope they'd be in place early in, in the new year. OK, well, we look forward to that. Connor. over yeah. the last year or more, a number of clubs at Kilkenny, again alluded to this in your report, implied games for motion officers uh, spread across a couple of clubs. Do you have any concern about the funding of those going forward? Because obviously it, it, it adds costs to the clubs and it adds costs to various areas. Nicky, it does, but I do think they're very worthwhile. The response you got back from the clubs who, who had those GPOs uh, was excellent. And the response also from the schools that they were visiting, um, hugely positive. And in fact, we have inquiries from a number of other clubs in Kilkenny wondering will the scheme be extended in the future. But there is a cost to clubs, that is true. You know, um, they have to be they have to be paid 
It's as simple as that. The county board make contribution, then the council make contribution, but the clubs pay the, the majority of the cost. Connor, at the upcoming Congress, there will be a big debate around the whole issue of age grades. And when it comes to the minor level, Kenny is very much wants to get back to under 18 and allow decoupling. But I mean, that discussion is going to go on for a while, I imagine. You're at Central Council now, so you're hearing some of what's going on there. It's going to take a little bit of time to get to the bottom of that, but it does look like under 18 is coming back, whatever about the decoupling. It, it, it does, Nicky. Um, and um, we, like other counties, uh, had consultation with our clubs one night, um, and their view in Kikenny is very strong that they want under 18, don't even age grades, I suppose, 18, 16, 14. And there's a motion actually into our own co- convention here in Kikenny next Monday night uh, from four different clubs um, looking to essentially uh, leave it to counties themselves to decide what age levels they, they would play. And you, you just mentioned Central Council there. Uh, interesting meet the Central Council last weekend, which I was at, uh, and Central Council um, declined, if you like, to, to um, promote push the um put the age grades motion from the committee uh, who had been looking at the issue to to Congress. So I don't know what, whether that's going to be on the claw or not now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now I know yeah. I'm not going to get into the finance side of it with you because that's Barry Hickey's remit. But generally speaking, looking at the various supports over the past week or more as county conventions were taking place. There's a hell of a lot of money being spent on running county boards and I suppose the question to be asked is, you know, how, how tenable is this? How much can this be kept going? Because uh, there's not an infinite pot of money out there to, to pay for all these things. Yeah, true, Nicky. And we've always been very prudent here in Kilkenny uh, financially. Um, and um, are putting, we're looking after ourselves. Costs are increasing. Uh, costs are increasing for everybody and for the GA and for Kilkenny County Board as well. And our, our bottom line is, is tighter than it has been. And... Uh, I suppose it's a twofold approach. One, to try and keep costs under control as much as you can, and secondly, to increase your, your fundraising if possible. And just a couple of more things, Dave Connor. You alluded to again in your report, and we're aware of this, that a possible reduction in the amount of parking in Dunmore because of another development that the local authority have, uh, have committed to, that will make it a very tricky uh, operation for ourselves in terms of hosting games, and that training be fair enough, but hosting matches could be tricky. It's a little bit tricky at the moment because of the whole car in and out area, but nevertheless, this would be a problem if we had less space. It would again, to be fair to Kilkenny County Council, some myself and some of the other officers met them since my report has been written and they, they've been very accommodating to us. And uh, that threat, while it would be reduced parking, it's nothing like what we thought it would be. So um, I think we can look at maybe within our own area in, in, in MW Higher Centre in Dunmore that we might be able to create some uh, parking as well and hopefully it won't affect games we've played there. Oh, that's good news anyway. And finally, Conor, you're now yeah. on our Corla. How are you enjoying that, Conor? There's a lot, I would obviously know a lot of the workings that goes on there, but clearly uh, big decisions are being made there and uh, perhaps a lot more bigger decisions coming down the line there that you'll have to be part of. It is, Nicky, and I'm really, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've only been to a few meetings because I, I replaced um, Nick Quinn, of course, and had the honour of being made a trustee at the association during the year. Um, stood down as our, our central council representative, and I was lucky enough to get to to be elected to position after him. Um, I, it's it's very interesting, Nicky. It's a completely different level, I suppose, to to the local one. But in a way, it's like a, a county board for the for the for the whole country in a sense. True. But there are some very there are some very big decisions being being made. But it's it's fascinating to meet people from other counties and decisions with them. I suppose sometimes the the meetings themselves are, are very important and decisions made at them. But 
the chat outside and before and afterwards as well is, is part of the process as well, you know. Very much so. Look, Connor, thank you for taking time and congratulations on your five years and uh, your help to us here on the community station and uh, good wishes with your role as the Kilkenny Arcora delegate and uh, good luck on Monday night, of course, for a successful convention and we'll see you there. Nicky, thank you very much. And can I just add as well, can I extend my thanks to you and to all the team there in CARC for your support of Kilkenny GA Games. It's, it's always excellent and we always like to listen in to, to your reports and to your programmes. So thanks to everyone involved, yourself, Pat, Barry and all the team. Thanks, Connor. Take care. My thanks to Conor Deneef and we'll see all those guys tomorrow night at the convention in Ullock and Gales. A couple of soccer results, obviously a lot of it frosted off. Uh, division 2, Castleburn and Celtic A at Thomastown United B, nil. Evergreen 46, this divi- that's Division 2, Division 3, Evergreen 46, nil East End, nil. Uh, in racing day, just the winners from Cork, first race, the bar one hurdle, it was Blood Destiny, 4-5 to favourites, second race, another maiden hurdle, Arctic Brazil, 11-8. to eight. Uh, third race the um, was a novices hurdle at Hidden Valley at nine to two. Third race was a mayor's novice chase Imperious thirteen to eight. Fourth race was a Hillway chase Ergumnine in one to nine favourite. That's a Mullins horse. Two wins for Mullins today. Two for also for Rachel Blackmore and Henry de Bromhead. Handicap hurdle meeting of the water seven to one. And finally the last race, the fifteen twenty a novice handicap hurdle Neffenbeg thirty three to one. I noticed that um, just getting to the end of them. No hurler nominated for the sports person of the year. Somewhat amazing, but the Kilkenny Camogie team have been nominated there. That's it. Look, we've run out of time. I'd love to have had a bit more time. I had a few people lined up to talk to, but we just couldn't get it. Winners of the books are Breda Kenny and Jim Delaney. They'll be available here on Tuesday, folks. So until tomorrow night, the TC Harris World of Gaelic Games, Sloan August Bannock.